Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, how's it going, Nadia? It is going. By the way, Lon, did you know that sometimes stupid can turn into genius? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to drop that Debbieism on y'all <laughs> from the start. But yeah, I think People seem to like Debbie. Debbie's growing on people and I think Debbie's growing on me too. Like I like how she's so feisty and I think when she fought with or argue with her son Julian, it's just cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him though. Uh-oh. The entire time, uh, excuse the pun, he's just a Debbie Downer the entire <laughs> fucking time. And like, I'm just like, dude, yeah, can't you let your mom have a little bit of happiness? I think she's doing the best she can, right? Are we going to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but I mean, she's doing the things needed, right? Like, she's asking the right questions. She's saying, well, I'm going to write up a prenup. If things, you know, pan out, you know, positively and we're 15 years in and stuff, and then what? Like, I think, you know, she's being... Pretty reasonable for something that's this crazy. It does sound sus, though. I mean, it is. He has valid concerns. He has really, really, really valid concerns. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know he was serious until I saw the trailer. But when uh, they said, well, what are his assets? What does he have? And the, the, her son was like, a skateboard. <laughs> and then it showed the trailer and he's just he's doing a like Ollie or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. I guess he does. Yeah, was... Hey, at least he landed. He nailed the the tricks. Like, yeah, he yeah. Ended them. <laughs> skateboard may come in handy, but yeah, that was such a sleazy editing from TLC, right? Like <laughs> right after you know Julian dissed him for just having a skateboard, they showed him skateboarding. Skateboarding, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was just being insulting, and like I guess he knew that he was a skater. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> Do you catch the part where? the lawyer was asking Debbie like so how old is he and Debbie said 24 and then Julian was like 12 yeah <laughs> zero chill <laughs> savage he doesn't like him right but that's another thing if you don't know the person I think it's one thing to be concerned about your mom but then another thing to just be really insulting about someone you don't know 
Yeah. There's that too, right? <laughs> Can I just say, I wish he had taken the Jamal approach. Uh, remember with Kimbali and Osman because mm. I think I don't think Jamal Jamal had his concerns, but he didn't say things like I don't like him. I haven't met him, but I don't like him or I yeah. don't like his. You know what I mean? Like I think Jamal was more, I don't know, pragmatic about right. his mom going after this guy yeah. overseas. Whereas if anything, Julian, he was very critical about his mom. Like what right, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> But Julian is more of like he focuses on Osama and it's almost like he has this bias. Right. Like I wonder if Osama was a European, would he say the same thing? You know what I mean? Like I don't want to like throw down the race card here, but like I bet you being a police officer and maybe I'm stereotyping, so I apologize. I'm not saying hey, all Kevin. police. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying all <laughs> police officers are like going to generalize people, but I'm guessing he has that bias of like, oh, Osama, he's not only young, but he's from Morocco and he might be Muslim or something. I don't know. And then he has all these biases and that's why he's so suspicious and doesn't right. approve of this, you know, long distance relationship. Right. So I don't know. That's just my theory from the looks of it. Yeah. Spot on. But I think Debbie is doing the right thing by doing the prenup. That's better than a lot of what all the other women dating all these younger guys are doing on 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah. I can't wait to meet Osama. <laughs> Next uh, episode, yeah. Yeah. The skater. I, <laughs> I want to see if they actually have chemistry. He says that a lot about, oh, age, that's nothing. What was the quote he had? He said something It's all like, about the soul. The soul, yeah. Yeah. The soul doesn't grow. Or I don't forget. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Poetic like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like poetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who doesn't have chemistry long? Mahmoud and Nicole. Yes. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's bad. Dude. It's bad. Yeah. Even in the airport. I told you. The scenes. Yeah. Right. They're just like. Yeah. It's like they're two best friends who, not even best friends, like not I think even, yeah. they, they're just almost like two random people who just met and like, hey, I'm back. Remember me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, by the way, cover up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's so obvious when you see them interacting with one another, there's no chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Do you think... um Nicole is just being maybe awkward or do you think it's both of them like not knowing what to do with each other? Is it the conflict? I want to believe that she is an introvert because I can totally relate with how she interacted with his family members, yes. right? Like yes. an introvert would be like, I just got off the plane. The last thing I want is to talk to y'all, you know, and I want to sit here and, and start chit-chatting like, because I'm tired. So I can believe that about her. But then at the same time, too, she also said, well, I can't wait to make friends in Egypt. So I don't know. It just seems like Nicole comes across as someone who doesn't really know what she really wants. Mm. And and again, I don't know, Lon, if you caught this, but when Mahmoud told her, like, hey, remember before we got married, I told you you have to cover up and you agreed to it? And yeah. then she was like, 
yes, I did, but I didn't know it was to like a certain extent. Yeah. And I was like, dude, so you know, and now you're trying to negotiate or trying to back paddle. She thought, right? Yeah. She, she thought that there was that she'd be able to compromise on right. a few things, that yeah. it wouldn't be enforced or that she'd be able to say, yes, but that's not how it works, Nicole. Yeah. And I know a lot right now, just from engagement on Twitter, she's super, super unpopular. And I understand why. At the same time, though, I still like her. There are things about her that I understand, like you said about the introversion. And, you know, I don't think it's completely unreasonable to want your own space when the only privacy you have is a door in your bedroom, you know, where once you're out of that door, everybody and their mom is there. It's just so I understand that, too, like. But at the same time, she's not helping herself when she says things like, oh, yeah, what I didn't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she really thought that she could make some compromises on that. Yeah. And did you catch the part where she said, oh, rather, Mahmoud told the cameras that actually we did move out of this apartment. But then she changed her mind about staying in Egypt. And so I'm like, of course, he's been burned before. He moved out only for her to leave him. Right. So why should he be in a hurry to get out of their multi-generational house? Right. Oh, but God. I also believe that the right solution isn't to wait it out. And I think he was being a little bit dismissive of her mm. when she was saying, well, X, Y, Z. And his only answer was, you just got to stay here longer. You'll like it. Or just mm. a couple more. Watch. You're going to like it when you just stay. You just need to be here. Like, I think you need to address each individual concern and say, okay, here's what we can do with this. Here's what we can do with that. And maybe he just didn't have the energy at the time because he was saying, let's talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, we got to talk about it now. I didn't like that he was really dismissive. Maybe he's just young and that's just what comes with youth, you know? And he was just like, ah, you just, you just got to stay here. It'll work out. Watch. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's it. Like, especially for someone who's already feeling homesick and you, we get to see more of that next episode. But again, like, I, I get it. She has every right to be homesick. But if you know that this is how you're going to be, why didn't you think things through before upending your life? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, again, like, I think we suspect that they're just doing this for cloud or for the paycheck. So, of course... I don't think she has any intention of staying put in Egypt. She's, yeah. She reminds me of uh, Brittany, right? Brittany and... Um, oh, shoot. oh, right. I forgot yeah. his name, though. Yeah. So Brittany came there to... Was it Tunisia or something? She was definitely cloud chasing. Though. Yeah. She was <laughs> zero yeah. intention of staying. Yeah. And that's why she came up with a gajillion excuses, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't speak Arabic. I, you know, I don't want to cover up or whatever. I'm an American woman. And it's like, guys, like, did we not do any research here <laughs> yeah. before we agree to pursue this? I yeah, think it... um, Nicole is a little bit more aloof, though. I don't think she necessarily did it for the clout chase, whereas Brittany was obviously the clout chase. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Nicole made the decision maybe because she was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And she still was in over her head because there are scenes yeah. where she just looks like a deer in headlights. She's just like, <laughs> when you look at her, yeah. you're like, where are you at right now, Nicole? <laughs> like, she yeah. doesn't know. Where, <laughs> like, she doesn't know what's happening. And I'm just like, 
So I feel bad for her. And again, like if we're to go with what Twitter is saying, like at least from the, in the spaces that I'm in, she's, mm. she's not super popular, understandably. So she decided to, you know, join a religion, move to a country. And she's thinking that there's leeway here and that there's compromises that can be made. No, like you should have known what you were getting into. And yeah, but again, I just can't help but feel bad. <laughs> just feel bad for her. And I think there's other ways too where Mahmoud could maybe change your perspective. Like there's a lot to like about the fashion choices there, like the different fabrics, the different patterns, the vibrant colors. Like how come he's not doing a better job of, of marketing like the creative side of, of the fashion? I only do this because Avery comes to mind. She's literally an, a fashion influencer for westernized, right? Yeah. Like culture wear, right? And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. There, it's there, it exists. So if fashion is so important to you, like, or you know that it's important to her, how come you're not doing a better job? You're just saying cover yourself. Like that's yeah. not going to help. I've seen people say that, well, your so-called husband is a textile manager. He has a fucking textile shop and you're a right. creative designer, fashion designer. You both can start a fucking empire mm -hmm. in Egypt and make bank. And, and yet you're focused on this very ancillary stuff. But yeah, I totally understand what you just said there, Lon, because a lot of people also compare her to Shaida. <clears throat> like Shaida made what we call Muslima wear. So Muslima is a female Muslim. She made it so fashionable and it's so tasteful. Right. And we're like, why can Nicole do that? She's a there's fashion a way designer. to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a missed opportunity here because... Mm. Like they're so focused on the relationship and so focused about, oh, like you got to meet me halfway or whatever. And I think they should. But again, they should focus on other things that could make them both such a power couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So another person that I feel bad for is Jen. Because personally, I think if I had to choose between toilet paper and yoga, I would choose toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm mad that Rishi doesn't get the house ready. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> she was wearing it. like a jacket and a hat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine you're like the cameraman coming into the apartment the next day and, and you're like, damn, why is Jen dressed up like it's winter? Yeah. I mean, and I bet you it's because Jaipur is cold at night, you mm. know, and and she, she ain't got no heat. No. <laughs> no blankets. No blankets. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, and toilet and paper is important. <laughs> TP is important, dude. Yeah. Like, don't be coming to the house trying to do like partner yoga when you can't even give me a TP. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I think it's sweet that Rishi you know, at least did the bit, right? Like he decorated the bit. Yeah, it was a romantic gesture. But I don't know where his priority is, honestly. Mm -hmm. And this is also a red flag for me because we've seen it with Sumit and now we're seeing it with Rishi where it's like he has this timetable that he has to follow, right? He was like, well, I got to leave by 9.30 because otherwise my family would start to wonder what I'm doing. Or he says, like, he couldn't tell his mom that he's going to meet her and instead had to say, like, oh, I'm going to the gym. It's like, 
bro, you're a grown ass man. Let me check mm-hmm. notes here. I'm going to check my notes here. He's 32 years old. He's a mm-hmm. grown ass man. Why do you have to tiptoe around your your mom? It's not like your mom is going to disown you. Remember, you're the sole breadwinner here. Why can't you just sit everyone down and say, "Look, mom, look at everyone. I love this woman. I'm engaged to her." And that's it. Y'all can accept it or y'all can walk out of that door. You choose, right? Yeah. And I get it. Maybe I'm I'm oversimplifying it because culturally obviously people have more respect to their elders, but it, you can make that argument. You can be firm and tell your family members like, "Hey, look, I I get it. You guys want to do this arranged marriage for me, but I already have someone." Yeah. You know? My take is a little bit more unforgiving. I don't really think he's serious about Jen. And from what I was seeing in this episode, he was treating her like a secret, like a side piece. Mm. And mm. I'm like, this is someone that was already introduced at, I guess, his sister's wedding. Yep. So why are you going to introduce her now for the first time again as a friend? Like, it would make logical sense to have advanced the relationship and to say, yeah, you don't remember she was at the wedding. Mm. Why are we still friends here? And it, to me, it, it just he's treating her like a side chick. You know what I mean? He, it's almost as if he's just expecting to kind of get laid and then send her off. And then he can start to entertain, you know, marriage offers and yeah. things like that. So it was really cool that Jen throwing down all kinds of different curves at him and not until we're married, you know, and he's like, oh, oh shit. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that was just the sense that I got. And it's like, she was also getting mixed signals. Like, is that something a friend would wear? And he's like, yeah. And, and then she's like, I knew it before she said it. I started writing notes. I was like, I don't think it's about the clothes. I think it's about the status mm. and sure enough when she started flipping out. And then she actually admits it. She was like, yeah, at first he started to bother me and and it wasn't really about the clothes. It was about me being a friend again. And I'm like, yeah, nailed it. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's a huge red flag for me. Like, are you kidding me? Friends still? Yeah. And he's still hiding it. You know, I understand everything. But apparently from what we've been told, he's been given the option you know, obviously they haven't approved of her yet or whatever, but they've said that they would respect his wishes to marry whomever he wants and not to accept arranged marriages and things like this. So he should be able to say that, like you said, he should be able to say, I have a girlfriend. He should be able to say, I have a fiance. She has a four month visa for him to say, I'm going to introduce you as a friend. And then what? And then introduce her as a girlfriend in month two and then introduce her as a fiance in month three and then you have a month to get married what <laughs> what are you sense. fucking talking about yeah, yeah. No, no, i don't know it's giving side chick to me yeah sneaky link yeah i'm looking at her age here again nothing against her age but i wonder too if rishi is unwilling to introduce her as his fiance because he knows that it would get shut down the moment they know how old she is because I think remember we talked about this the mom is all about hey I need grandchildren mm. from you mm. and mm. I wonder if he again this is also him being a bit selfish and kind of like stringing her along if he knows that's what the mom wants and she's not able to give that then why string her along 
you know. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I forgot about. Like for I, some reason that didn't even equate. Like, <laughs> but I'm not but, even. Yeah, I'm not even saying that she has shut him down on like having kids together. I'm just looking at the age and kind of like I'm with. Yeah. I mean, maybe later on this season, she will reveal that, okay, by the way, we, we've we decided not to have kids. And again, this is why I said it's like Sumit and Jenny 2.0 because, you know, Sumit comes across as like, yeah, 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 we, we don't need to have kids. Yeah, yeah, I can be with you. But then like later on kind of told his mom like, yeah, we plan to have kids. Maybe we'll adopt or something. And it's like very wishy-washy. And I wish he was a little bit more upfront because I feel like with this men... They want to have the cake and eat it. Yes. Yes. You know, like you can have yes. it both ways. You cannot, <laughs> yes. you know, you cannot have this thing on the side. I'm not saying she's his side chick. Maybe we, we will find out whether or not she's his side chick, but you cannot satisfy your parents' desire and still go for this option that you know won't meet their requirement. <laughs> yeah. It's one and that's or so the other. unfair. That's unfair to Jen, too, because totally. she's putting her life on hold for totally. this and he it, still has his life ahead of him after when right. this when this is gone and done and stuff he yeah he can still continue looking at other marriage proposals or doing whatever but yeah and part of me also unfair. feels like he's using her for clout for his own clout you know mm. maybe with a western white woman by his side he thinks he may come across as desirable because look there's someone here who came all the way from the u.s that desires him that wants mm. to be with him, you know, it just comes across as trying to trap a woman. Yeah. Uh, and I like the fact that Jen stood firm about the whole like, hey, either introduce me as your fiance or like I'm right. Not. That's what she ended with, right? When she left yeah. or something, she's I forgot how it went down the conversation, but it was like a pretty epic, like mic drop moment yeah yeah, she, yeah when she's when i forget but she was at the thing and he was like well you know i'm not ready or whatever and then she got up and was like she said something like when you're ready to introduce me to your fiance you know where to find me or something and she walked yeah. off i was like Fuck. yeah <laughs> everybody in the store had their backs turned like oh, 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 oh what's going on here yeah <laughs> by the way shout out to the guy who puts on the wings. <laughs> I loved it. The right, right when he had the first outfit on, I was already dying. I was like, oh, "Is anyone going to say something about this guy?" <laughs> the entire guard, man. He like put on the headdress. Yeah, everything, dude. Like, I was like, "Are they lacking of female models here? Like, is there no female employee that they can like model yeah. these beautiful dresses for?" I, like, I saw a tweet, and and I wish I could give credit. Whoever tweeted this, I, I died. If you're listening to the show, but somebody tweeted with a screenshot and was like, this dude's serving looks. (laughs) (laughs) It was a screenshot of him wearing the dress with a serious face on. (laughs) He's serving blue steel. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So. (laughs) Gosh. From India, let's go to... Colombia. Let's do the Colombia couples here. Let's start with Chris and Jamie. <laughs> Why are you smiling at long? Oh man. Shout out to Shabuti on Twitter for this one. Apparently, mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly, this isn't confirmed, y'all. You know, okay. we're just we're conjecturing here. Apparently, 
Jamie may not be narcoleptic. She might be addicted to opioids. And Mm. yeah, hydrocodone to be exact or a form of it. Why are people saying that? It's almost almost hurtful. I, I mean, okay, here's the thing, right? I was going through Reddit and I saw the opioid and opiates or whatever thrown around and I'm like, how do people come up with this theory? Like, did someone give her the prescription or Chris? So we're talking yeah. about Chris. So here's where the things are starting to line up, right? Okay. When, okay. So she doesn't want to get surgery for her back pain neck. or her neck neck and back pain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So people are saying, yeah, because if she does, then she won't be able to get the drugs. Mm. Two, the drugs are cheaper in Colombia. So she's mm. moving there to be able to afford it. Three the extra $100 a month, right? Is it really that big of a deal? Or is that money that she had budgeted for the hydrocodone? Okay. Yeah. And then four people are obviously sending screenshots of how she looked in the morning and it looked like she was withdrawing. And it was something I noticed too, if you watch it when they're having the finance talk about, oh, we really need to talk about our finances. If you look, you can see her, she's kind of grinding her teeth like this. And I was just like, I noticed it. I was like, what is that? Before I've heard any of this, of, of all this conjecture yeah, and stuff. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And the damning, 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 damning evidence is when the physician or the pharma, Pharmacist. pharmacy tech, whatever, yeah. yeah, put the medication on the table, somebody screenshotted it and it was censored. It was censored, but enough of the box was in the design. It's a box with a red stripe. Somebody found the box on the internet and it is. It's it's hydrocodone, which is a form of opioid. Yeah. Is it pain reliever? Is that what it is? Uh, yes. It's, it's a narcotic though. It's a heroin. It, yeah, in the United States, I believe it has to be prescribed, whereas in Colombia, it's over the counter. So ah. she can just plunk. Yeah, and it's thirty bucks. It's thirty bucks ah. for I don't know. I forget the exact, but I like hundred milligram, something like that. Some, it's strong. It's strong as fuck. And so people are like, yeah, that'll put you to sleep. So, of course, if she's, you know, she's swallowing pills. Yeah, you're damn right. She's going to be falling asleep, you know, randomly because because she's high. Again, conjecture, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. alleged, right? Alleged. Just some and I don't even want to call it tea because for me, tea is something that's true and we discover it. This is just kind of we're just talking rumors here and just some observations that some of y'all fans have made, you know, and and I went down the Twitter rabbit hole and I was surprised to find it. But uh, yeah. This is the other thing to add to that, right? Because I was also doing some research about the opioids and, and I was like, I guess I was feeling a little bit more compassionate towards Chris because I was like, well, ah, people are so quick to jump on her just because she has one problem after another. But then someone screenshot how... In episode one, Chris was jumping around like her back and neck wasn't really hurting. I think when we first got introduced to Chris in uh, Alabama, I guess at her home, she was wearing some, um, I want to say a unicorn outfit. And then she was like jumping around. And then someone was like, hmm, you know, for someone with chronic neck pain, that's odd. But then, of course... Like there are people who defended her and say, well, people with chronic neck pains, there are days when you feel fine and there are days when you don't. And, you know, there are days when you can't even turn left and right. 
So I think that's why, like, I didn't want to start this segment talking about her whatever problems that she had because again, we typically want to get behind. I mean, I think I was really convinced when you put all of that together, but I also want to like be careful about how I right. talk about people's pain because yeah, she might be really suffering from something, but right. I also want to say like there's some like white lies that she's telling. Like you said, right? It seems like they've met before, but they pretended they have not met previously. You kind of caught it during the previous episode. And so like, I'm starting to wonder, like, there might be some other stuff that she's covering up. Yeah, she slipped up too, again. I don't know if y'all caught this, right? When she was getting the medication and stuff, when she was talking about, oh, this is what the doctor like told me to get. She was making a reference to when she came back home the first time. Mm. And she was like, yeah, you know, and when, when I came back and I was like, yeah. did you just mess up again? <laughs> and this is, has nothing to do with Chris. I think this is both Chris and Jamie not getting their story straight. Lined like, up, what, yeah. yeah, like, you know, if this is supposed to be the first time you met, why did she experience back pain on the flight back? And her doctor yeah. said, do you <laughs> use the medication? Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here or there. I still like Jamie. Here's yeah. the thing. I still like Chris and Jamie. I think Jamie, regardless of whatever we just talked about, you know, whether this is true, false, I still think she hasn't shown me anything else that's kind of like a red flag. I'm very sympathetic to people who have allergies, who have these kinds of dependencies, because I do feel that they will be judged. And especially in relationships, not even judged, but in relationships, I tweeted something about this where this isn't maybe what Jamie signed up for. Mm. And people tend to leave when the person that they're dating has more than they can handle or, yeah. or is yeah. more than they can handle yeah. be because of the circumstances of their life. And I, I'm sympathetic to that. I don't know if that's go going to be the case, but, you know, from what they kind of hint or foreshadow with Jamie saying things like, oh, you know, she didn't tell me about this and I don't know and stuff. It looks like that's the narrative that they're going to spin that maybe Chris's problems are a bit overwhelming. Yeah. And that it might be too much for Jamie. Yeah. It might not be a, a fit, right? Right. Might not be the relationship that she's looking for and that's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But I I also have to say that $500 a month for an apartment is every Californian's dream. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know where else you can get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Colombia. And also it sucks that she's allergic to mint. Mm. Man. Uh, yeah. She's missing out on a lot of mojitos then. <laughs> I feel yeah. bad for her. <laughs> Oh, here's the thing, right? If that whole theory about her being on opioids is true, then I'm hoping that Chris would, whatever money that she has from the sale of her house or whatever that she has done to get some money off from her US bank account for her to move over to Colombia, she should consider getting a surgery there. It's probably a lot more cheaper and it's probably with qualified healthcare practitioner as well. I think we all may have biases about having surgeries elsewhere other than the US, but let's face it, like there's a lot of countries out there with really good, if not great, healthcare. Cuba being one of them, they have free yeah. healthcare and their doctors are known to be pretty renowned. 
I'm pretty sure Colombia has their fair share of good health care. That's a good point. If I were Jamie, I would have retorted with that because she was like, why don't you just do the surgery? She's like, oh, I have to be in this thing for a whole year and it's $100,000 and stuff. I'd be like, yeah, but if you do it here, you could probably afford it. Yeah. And in the long run, it'll be a lot better. You know? Yeah. And, and you won't be dependent yeah. on drugs. <laughs> right. Because if that is true, that's not something you can hide forever. Yeah. If she's starting to go to that pharmacy regularly and you'll notice it if you're dating. Mm. Right. Yeah. Mm. So like that's not sustainable. Yeah. All right, Ilan. Let's end on a happy note. Gabe and Isabel finally reunited along with her family, her kids. It's such a joyful moment to watch. So heartwarming. And the part where he said, one of my mom's biggest concern when I came out as a trans person is that I won't be able to find a family. And here it is, the family that he was mm, looking for. Yeah. I was like, oh God, that tugs in my heart. Yeah, I mean, their scenes are all so feel good. And I, I just can't wait for them to really settle down. But of course, we know that they'll have to go through the drama of revealing the fact that he's a trans person. So I really don't have much else to say other than, okay, yeah, he ate a cow's intestine. Yeah. It's a delicacy, I bet, in, yeah. in Colombia. But it's just like... Um, who was it that ate the cow's testicle in... Uh... Mike. You want to know, was it Mike? No, no, it was... It was uh... Uh, it's that couple that lived by the seaside. Oh, gosh. What was their name? Damn. Evelyn. Evelyn and uh, Corey. Remember? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Evelyn's sister. Brought... It was like supposed to be a prank or something. Yeah, cause... but it's a delicacy, yeah. right? That's why right, it's sold right, in right. like their food centers or something. But yeah, I mean... I don't know what else to say. I'm just... Yeah, you nailed it. Like, that's pretty much all I had to say, too. It was the scene at the airport was really nice to see. The reaction, you know, from Isabel and, and her kids, really heartwarming. And for me, you know, it was it was a bit eye-rolly, the whole food part, because it's just so on script for TLC to, like, <laughs> we got to do the cultural cuisine thing where you eat something that's not westernized and you got to be like, you know, and I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah. You're going to make Gabe do this? Really? <laughs> just like, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Isabel was like, yeah, I like it, you know, and Gabe's like, oh, it looks wormy, wormy. And I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Why you? Why y'all got to do this? Like, yeah. <laughs> <it's> so dumb. <laughs> But hey, Lon, I actually put up a poll on our Spotify because our episodes are published through Spotify. I mean, it's on Anchor, but it's also, you know, streamed on Spotify. And I put up a poll asking people which of these couple is their favorite so far. And 67% chose Gabriel and nice. Isabel. Yeah. yeah. Followed by Chris and Jamie uh, with 17%. Okay. I don't know how these adds up. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I think Chris and Matt... Jamie is the second most popular couple. Yeah. Chris and the Jamie. Spotify and... listeners? Yeah. And Danielle and Johan. They're an entertaining one. They're entertaining. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And I guess no one picked Nicole and Mahmoud, and no one picked Jen and Rishi as well. So I'm just curious to know what y'all think about. Listeners, if you want to give your take on this season's couple, 
email us or DM us on our Instagram or tweet us what you think about the couples so far now that we've met all of them. Yeah. And I wonder too if opinions will change with the episodes, right? Right. Because yeah. for me, Rishi and Jen was kind of meh. And then this episode, mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> I definitely had more to say this episode, right? Yeah, and yeah. just seeing how things went down and then Jen throwing a fit. You, you need to call me a taxi. You know, I'm like, damn, you need to call her a <laughs> you taxi, You need to hail me bro. a cab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, it started to get a lot more interesting. So things definitely, I think, could pick up for Rishi and Jen. Yep. And on that note, Lon, what is your WTF moment? For me, it was definitely Rishi with the whole friend thing. It didn't make any sense to me. It was mm. insulting to Jen and she had every right just to actually start to flip out and go, wait a minute. I think she's coming in with the right mindset minus the fact that she upended her life before sorting this out. This should have been sorted out. If you're going to move, you know, something with permanence attached to it, if you're going to move, mm -hmm. you need to make sure you know where you stand. And she didn't, it wasn't even like cemented yet. Aside from that, I think she knows coming in, she knows who she, she's confident, who she wants to be and what status she wants to be in. And if he's not there yet, then she's like, no, well, like, I'm not here to fucking play games with you. So it was insulting to be like, well, I'm going to introduce you as my friend, your fucking friend. I was your friend at the wedding. I don't even know how long ago that was. But like to say she's a friend now when she's on a four month visa and you guys are supposed to be getting married. Come on. Yeah. WTF. There's a phrase for that. It's called, he's just not into you. Mm, There's a book about that too. <laughs> yeah. That's the vibe I get from him and I don't like yeah. it. Well, my WTF moment is also based on Rishi and Jen and it's it's the no TP for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, so hold up. There's probably a butt spray. I'm pretty sure there's a butt spray, but I think I'm more mad about how he just like left a bidet? Like a bidet, yeah, but mm. like a butt spray. In, because in some Asian country, not all of us have the technological advancement of Japan, you know, with bidets and all that. All French people, right? With their, their own style of bidet. But a lot of homes have the butt spray. So it's like a spray that, it's almost like the kind of spray that you I know you what would, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you yeah. mean. In if the not, Philippines, it, it's a tub of water. Tubbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say tubbo, but anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there is that, Something. but I've, I'm mad that he didn't take care of all the other necessities like blankets, heating. <laughs> um, For sure. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know why, but Jen was very, very chill about it. Like, I'm not saying chill, but like, <laughs> she was very <laughs> calm about it because I would have been so batshit mad, especially when he came over and he was like, well, okay, yeah, you look like you're cold. Let's do some yoga upstairs. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how about giving me some towels or yeah. some blankets first? Like, <laughs> WTF, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just went over his head that these are all the things that your guests would need. But I don't know. He's maybe not he's... treating her. That's the thing. Exactly. Would... If this was like your girl and you're trying to impress... You're trying to put your best foot forward. I don't think he's taking it seriously. He's probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Jen, you got to get out of this. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, Jen, this is a trap. Mm -hmm. Get out of it. Just It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> well, I guess she's probably just riding along because, you know, paycheck, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Have you read any things outside? Like, I know you're on Reddit a lot, but, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this this was assumed in the past. You're not getting any, like, spoilers or anything. No, no, you not You don't yet. know where this is headed. I'm trying not to because then Same. this is still so early in the season. Suspension of disbelief, right? We we yeah. always want to come in thinking these narratives are like true and yeah. <laughs> so that our podcast is a bit more authentic. Yeah. Sometimes we can't help but go, wait, no, this, yeah. can't, this is bullshit. <laughs> like already we're we're assuming that uh, Nicole and Mahmoud are just doing yeah, it going for the, the paycheck. Yeah, they're yeah. just going through the motion. So I don't want to do that for all the other couples. I don't want to go on... What was that website? Screen Rand or something else? Get sarcasm and start like Googling. Where are they now? Where are they now? Like, are they still a couple? (laughs) (laughs) Is Osama and Debbie married? Right. (laughs) Like, oh shit. People be wanting to know that. I'm like, well, that will spoil the season for y'all. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, just let let it play out. Yeah. All right, Lon. That's it for us. Uh, Anything you want to. I started watching uh, this series on Netflix called uh, Copenhagen Cowboy. <gasps> yeah, what's it about? It's uh, so it's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, mm-hmm. the director uh, and I think writer of Neon Demon and Drive. He has a very very unique visual style, and I'm still trying to figure out what it's about. I think on the surface level, the synopsis is there's this girl she supposedly brings good luck but it's for a price and you know she gets sold to some people and along the way she meets unsavory characters and she has to navigate this situation and i don't know what that's going to look like but i love his visual style i love the stories he tells and we're about two episodes in right now and it's really good Mm. okay okay uh, well, I think I told you I finished binging Drive to Survive, Drive which to is survive, uh, right. <laughs> the dramatized uh, behind the scenes of Formula One, if you guys are into that kind of motor racing sport. And I also would like to heavily recommend Chris Red's stand-up on HBO Max. It's just the funniest to me. Oh, is that the... I didn't watch the clip yet that you yeah. said. No, that's Neil Brennan. I sent. Oh, him. Brennan, right, right, yeah, right, right. Brennan. Okay, yeah okay. I also recommend that <laughs> Neil Brennan's uh, latest stand-up uh, on Netflix is called Blogs, and I think it's it's just brilliant. I've also finished watching Hassan Minaj stand-up as well on Netflix. So yeah, Netflix has a lot of great stand-up. So I definitely, definitely recommend that. Did you hear that they're going to merge HBO and Discovery? Oh, really. I heard about that. And it's like, well, I have subscriptions to both because of the 90 yeah, Day Fiance stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, hopefully they bundle it and then you don't have to pay. They bundle it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Is that under Warner Brothers by any chance? Is that what it is? I forget, actually. I think it's a move by HBO to kind of broaden their programming. But I like that they're programming is so specific you know it's hbo programming yeah but they're looking for more casual stuff Um, kind of like how prime has some casual things and like hulu has casual like programming but i'm like we don't need that though but if it'll save me seven bucks a month 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But I think it's a move to get that, to have more broader range of programming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I always associate HBO with quality and now Discovery is all trash TV. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to merge that unless right. you really want... Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Very fascinating. All right, y'all. At this time of recording, it's going to be the end of February. We are recording on Tuesday, so this is like the last day of February and tomorrow is March and it's uh, Women History Month, I believe. Mm. So. And I, I believe that's on March 8th, to be exact, you know, International Women's Day or something. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this comes out before then, but... Happy Women's History Month, Yeah, Nadia, and all you women out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, Mon, good luck with the Lent stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll yeah. still be on Twitter. Twitter is a business. Right? So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lon, on that note, be nice to one another, everyone. And like, subscribe, follow, spread the word. We're a small shop. So, you know, any support that we can get would be super helpful. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.